This is a podcast from BBC Studios, the commercial subsidiary of the BBC. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the BBC Studios TalentWorks podcast with me, Bruna Monaghan. And me, Helen O'Donnell. This is an interview series with some of the most exciting and interesting and fascinating digital talent in the industry. Thank you so much for listening and please don't forget to subscribe. We're recording live at VidCon London and um, given the amount of people that are here today, it's 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 really, really busy and it's really exciting to see so many, many people. Um, so these interviews are, are recorded in the press room and there's lots of interviews going on, lots of people coming in and out. So I hope it's not too distracting, um, but we've got some really great content and uh, we really hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for joining us today, Hannah. This is the TalentWorks podcast and we're recording live at VidCon London. Yes, we are. Um, So Hannah Whitten is a content creator, broadcaster, podcaster and author who has reached over 800,000 followers across her channels. She's become one of the most influential young voices online, having been named one of eight girls champions as part of BBC's 100 Women campaign in recognition of her videos helping young women with sexual health and relationships. She's worked with the likes of MTV, Radio 1 and BBC Five Live as a guest presenter. She released her debut book in 2017, Doing It, Let's Talk About Sex, um, which rose to be an Amazon UK's number one bestseller in the social issues category. Um, and she's since announced that she's writing her second book, The Hormone Diaries, yeah. The Bloody Truth About Periods. Um, but most recently, Hannah has been using her unique blend of positivity, optimism and knowledge to, to document her experience of what it's really like to live with a stoma bag and tear down taboos in the process. So, Hannah, thanks so what much. What an <laughs> <laughs> well, you've just got such an impressive CV, yeah. and, and I felt that, that it just all had to be said. Um, oh, so, you. how's VidCon treating you so far? It's been good. I've actually just been nerding out myself and like attending lots of panels and like sneaking in at the back and taking notes. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, it's been good. And what about meeting your audience? Does that ever get old? I feel like it just ch- changes yeah. Yeah. a little bit. So I'm not doing a, a, an official meet and greet okay. this year, but VidCon have this thing called a creator chat, yeah. which is like uh, similar in terms of like you have to apply and it's like done by a lottery. Um, but it was just like me and maybe about a dozen uh, people who are on the creator track who like wanted to spend an hour with me and with each other to talk about uh, their channels and like advice and stuff. So it, it feels a lot more... So, I don't know. They get to spend a whole hour with me. Yeah. And also, like, they get to meet each other. And um, the, it's a bit more practical because they're all creators themselves. It feels and, like a uni seminar or something, maybe. Right? Yeah, it's just like I get to mentor them for an hour, basically. Wow. And, and they get to mentor each other. So, What sort of really things came up? We talked a lot about um, the dumpster fire of the comment section. That's what it, that's what we called it. Um, and then we talked a lot about um, 
like genre videos and uh, consistency and not knowing necessarily what to focus on because and this is an issue that I have myself because I'm like I make videos about so many things and that I don't necessarily have like a niche um, and then we also talked about um, like work process and organization and and stuff like that but I kind of let them lead that because most of them have full-time jobs or are full-time students and doing YouTube yeah. so I'm like you can speak on that better in terms of how you manage your time whereas like my answer is that it's my full-time job yeah (laughs) sure yeah so is that do you feel your audience has grown up with you like do you recognize people still yeah I definitely still recognize people and there's and there's some people there that have been there from the beginning like I started in 2011 and my audience has gotten older I remember when I first started the majority of my audience were teenagers and now the majority are in their 20s um they're all still generally they're mostly younger than me so i'm like i'm turning turning 27 in a few days um and they're mostly i would say like university age and like and then like early 20s but then a good portion are also the like late 20s early 30s yeah so you've also done a fair bit of work with tv right Mm -hmm. so how have you found those mediums do you find them radically different to youtube or surprisingly similar (laughs) um like the process of doing tv stuff i've found like there's just there's just a lot more people involved yeah (laughs) um and yeah rather than being the person who's doing everything you're like there to do one thing and then there's everyone else around you whose job it is to do all of those other things that you were doing yourself before but it's just a it for me it's just always felt like a much bigger operation and I've really I've always enjoyed that experience it's like very it is very um different is it hard to give up creative control because like you say you you're normally doing everything so then to have a team of people that you're some of them are doing those roles yeah it, it depends on what the project is because often I'll get invited in to do stuff where they've had the idea this is a thing and and I'm like slotting into whatever that is either as like an expert or being interviewed or like hosting a a small segment or interviewing other people whatever it is and so um I like the challenge of like having to um stick to a brief and being like this is my role and it 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 never being like too different to what I do otherwise they wouldn't have hired me for yeah because they wanted me um but it but yeah just being like slightly slightly different like it's always like a challenge every time you're doing something that's not what you're used to yeah and those guest presenting slots is that something that you had planned to do when you started youtube was that kind of a goal that once i once i have a platform Mm -hmm. that that i could i could go on to to branch out maybe to to be on radio Four one day or those other platforms i think it became a goal yeah but when i started i i mostly started youtube um because i watched a lot and was really invested in the community and wanted to be a part of that and it was like a way for me to don't know just like feel a part of this amazing creative online community um and then once that started to grow for me and get a bit more serious I was like oh what could I do with this and yeah doing things like um tv and radio um although it not necessarily being like a holy grail Mm -hmm. um like dream it's it's just always like oh this is an interesting project like it depends on like what the actual sure. thing is and whether it's on tv or on radio or online i kind of 
yeah, I, I feel like I'm a bit platform indifferent. I don't know, <laughs> but it depends on what the what the like genre, the topic, the format is and stuff like that yeah well I think you're a voice that needs to be heard on multiple platforms and and that's what's been really exciting for us as sort of people who work in production and entertainment like we we think that you're exactly the kind of person that that needs to be heard on those on those platforms that might not necessarily consume YouTube content right now yeah whenever I've been on um radio for like I've maybe once or twice been on the today program and I always forget to like text my parents like oh I'm gonna be on the radio (laughs) and then they'll text me afterwards being like our friends heard you on the radio yeah (laughs) because their friends get in touch with them exactly well and and diversification is something that we talk a lot about on this podcast because we think it's completely necessary Mm -hmm. to kind of just establish a long-term career for digital talent and you are someone who has a lot of projects that you're always juggling multitasker and and I want to talk about the book so how how did you find that how was the process of writing the first book um it was great like it felt to me like doing it was an amalgamation of everything that I've learned and experienced and um like self-taught um since doing like sex ed online and like really throwing myself into learning this stuff it felt like I was given an opportunity just to go and here is everything <laughs> like blah, 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 uh, rather than in like fragmented videos uh so that was a really cool experience and it felt quite like cathartic the writing process um yeah it was really good great yeah because yeah, we always said that uh, a book's like a conversation starter and yeah it's actually- great how the book then can turn into a whole host of other IP off the back of it yeah and it's great for someone like yourself to have ownership of that one property and then there might be an interesting chapter in it that could then turn into a documentary about something or a radio show topic or yeah Emma Gallen said it's like your business card it's like the best business card you could ever have like (laughs) I wrote the book on it yeah by the way here's my book Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So you've gone through a huge journey in the last year, particularly um, having your stoma bag fitted, and you've shared a lot of that process online, yeah. which is really inspiring for the community online, but also the wider public. I know you spoke about it on Lorraine as well. Yeah. Uh, what's the feedback been like? It's been really overwhelming. Um, to be honest, when I was ill and in hospital and not uploading videos, obviously, I just kind of thought, oh, the algorithm is going to punish me and I'm going to try and like come back from this and no one's going to see my video and this is the beginning of the end. Um, what I forgot to uh, consider was that when you go through a major health crisis, people love drama and like and are really like nosy and curious, but like in a, in a caring way. Um, so I came back from that being like, oh, this this thing happened. Um, and loads of people um, from my audience um, who had never heard of what a stoma is before were really interested to learn more. And then lots of people who um, maybe have stomas, have IBD or know people who do, who hadn't heard of me, started to find my content as well. Um, so, yeah, it's been 
quite a ride. Yeah. <laughs> and now, um, and to be honest, like it, I know like it's a, it was a really hard time for me and it was like a really horrific experience, like having men, like um, medical health mm-hmm. problems and stuff. But the, the weird like silver lining I think of is that I'm known for like talking about sex and relationships which is a taboo topic yeah and I'm like great here's another taboo topic mm-hmm. I can talk about and like in the most morbid way I'm like this is great for my brand <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I suppose because you never want to be defined by one experience yeah. but but I mean what you have done has meant that you've become a role model for, for lots of people yeah. um and yeah. did, did you have role models growing up when you're watching tv where the people I mean I always find blue peter presenters are always yeah. quite inspiring that sort of thing um, when I think of like people that I watched on TV when I was younger, the probably the most standout person is probably like Fern Cotton, like on Smile. I loved that show. That was cool. um, and like seeing how she's managed to like um, adapt and move her career, like as she's you know grown up and um, you know as she's like experienced life and her perspectives have changed based on her experiences and how she's managed to like mold her career around that I think it's really cool yeah I think it's like she stays relevant doesn't she like yeah. Fern Cotton I it's feel like it's still relevant grows to me. up with mm-hmm. her and I think that's what um I'm really grateful for so you see a lot of YouTubers who appeal to a younger audience and then because their content stays the same that younger audience when they grow up they fall off mm-hmm. and so you're constantly trying to re-engage the the new young people but then you're getting older so for me I feel like the best thing to do is to actually like age up your content as yeah. you are aging up yeah well I suppose because traditional talent they become their careers become defined by either the tv program that they're in or the film mm-hmm. that they're in whereas with youtube talent you you evolve by the age that you are and the life experiences yeah. that you had and so it is yeah to look at someone like Fern Cotton it, it's great that she's managed to sort of pave her own path in that way and yeah. I suppose more traditional talent could could you know look at YouTube as a medium to say right I don't want to be defined by this TV program that I've done mm-hmm. I want people to know I'm passionate about XYZ yeah and lots of like traditional media people are creating YouTube channels and stuff which I think is really interesting um especially interesting to see who who does it who like who what formats work yeah um because it's it's a whole different beast like just because you're famous on tv doesn't mean you're gonna be successful on youtube yeah you're you're like almost the best person to watch that happen aren't you in terms of like oh what are they up to <laughs> I, see, I see what you're up to <laughs> well, so you're also someone who very much represents female empowerment for a younger and for a younger generation do you feel pressure yeah um I hear a lot of people saying that they aren't role models and they don't want to be a role model and my thought on that is like you don't get to decide yeah yeah Um, people will think of you as a role model and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be constantly checking yourself and making sure that you are the most perfect role model like always um because we're all human and um yeah that that would really be like letting that pressure get to you but I do I do take the fact that a lot of people are paying attention to what I do and say seriously um but then I also kind of have to be like not that many people care so um yeah it's a balance of like doing what I'm passionate about and what and saying the things that I care about and um in a way that I want to express myself but also just being aware of who's listening yeah I think um and not 
not really putting anything out there like on purpose mm-hmm. that is going to harm people. Yeah. And you, I mean, you mentioned this previously about how you've enjoyed touching on more taboo subjects. Yeah. And I guess you, you're like a, a, an online journalist in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the different topics that you've really um, investigated and researched in detail. Um, are there any other topics that you think you'd like to cover in the future that you haven't already? Oh, yeah. Like this is, again, the thing of like me growing up and developing new interests and things that um i like content i enjoy watching as well um my issue now is like how do i fit this in to what i'm currently doing um or do i not do it or do i create like a new do it on a different platform like sure i don't know what it is but um i'm just super um enthusiastic about organization and productivity and personal finances and i've i've like tenuously been like well money is taboo so i can talk about money right um but i don't know that's definitely something that i enjoy talking about and it's kind of become part of my brand in the way that some more committed members of my audience know that being really organized is um like a part of my personality yeah but it's not necessarily something i've maybe made like one or two videos on it so it's not something that I'm known for overall, but like some people will be like, oh, Hannah, she's really organized. Um, Are you into bullet journals? No, I've got a lot of opinions on bullet journals. So. <laughs> What's your opinion? My opinion is that the original method in its purest form, if you're an analog kind of person, works really well. But all of this artsy-fartsy nonsense it drives me up the wall. I don't know because why people have the time. You're, you're spend, it's not productive because you're spending more time yeah. on that than you are actually getting things on your task list done. Anyway. It's like the ultimate procrastination, isn't it? <laughs> like I've found something to organise yeah. me and that is then going to take ages. And really aspirational yeah. thing and unattainable because you see people's bullet journals, like their beautiful spreads and like all the different pens they use and the gorgeous uh, drawings and doodles that they do and you're like I could never do that so I'm not going to start a bullet journal I'm like no your bullet journal can be ugly and functional <laughs> yeah <laughs> those bullet journals aren't functional <laughs> anyway, so, yeah that's yeah. a whole video in itself I'm just about these <laughs> so you've dabbled in a number of TV projects in terms mm-hmm. of like uh, straddling the line between digital and TV what do you think TV can learn from online creators that um if it costs more money to make something it doesn't necessarily mean it's better and money uh the cost of something doesn't in like uh correlate with to the, the, the value yeah. like of that content i think so do you think uh tv commissioners should try more like low budget stuff like to test it well it not necessarily like it, it's just just not being in the mindset of like oh we throw more money at it and it will get better um but um it's just about i guess it's the people you work with it's about the idea itself it's about the execution and um i think what online video has proven is that you can create really quality amazing content with very little resources absolutely that's the message isn't it if you've got a strong message or a strong story at its heart then that is what packs a punch with audiences yeah jim louderback ceo of vidcon Mm -hmm. said earlier on it's not the vessel the drink comes in it's the water (laughs) and we just thought yeah you're like a vidcon jesus (laughs) (laughs) okay and um we also would love to talk about your next book yeah which we're really excited about it um 
why periods and why now? <laughs> so the Hormone Diaries started as a web series, um, which started when I came off the pill, which I'd been on for seven years, and I hadn't had a period in seven years. And I thought, oh, this would be a really fun, maybe interesting thing to like document um, in video form as, as kind of like a video diary, hence the Hormone Diaries, um, of like what happens to my body when I came off the pill, like experiencing my period for the first time since I was 17. <laughs> um, and then also just like exploring other things around it. So when I was 17, I didn't know anything about menstrual cups. So now it's like, there's all these new that, you know, there's like period tracking apps. And stuff yeah. like that. So there's all this new technology, new products, new ideas. There's like, um, new things that people are talking about, like end period poverty and, um, and like renewable periods and more like sustainable period products and stuff. So I think, um, uh, I didn't really know much about all of that when I went into it, but it, it just kind of like, um, so I'd somehow like hit the zeitgeist yeah I guess and this was like 20 when did I start the hormone diaries maybe like 2016 I think I started it um and so now it's going to be a book and it's going to include like everything I've learned during this process and like my stories and like bits of information and advice but then also other people's hormone diaries so we people submitted their own like letters and they're like dear my cramps dear my coil dear uh, my menstrual cup like, <laughs> and some of them are like really funny some are really heartbreaking um, so the book goes into like uh, all, all stuff periods and then like all stuff contraception but then we also go into a lot of things connected to all of that so like some um, disorders and uh, stuff like endometriosis PCOS things like that and then pregnancy and then um, also the experience of trans people who go on hormone replacement therapy and and how that affects their bodies um, yeah I and you're gonna take are you gonna do a book tour you're gonna go on a tour hopefully yeah um, like hopefully bookshops and stuff because I'd, lo- I'd love to hear that book in like a podcast form as well or in a live talk yeah. series I'm sure it was a, a really enlightening process and uh, and I just want to say again I feel like the topics that that you have um spoken about um it's really courageous it's really inspiring and, and I'm just like, excited to see where where things go yeah. for Hannah Whitten I'm excited too thanks <laughs> um so yeah that wraps up our, yeah. our podcast today thanks so much Which for Hannah. giving thanks us the time me. no worry thank you Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about us, we're on Instagram at BBC Studios Talentworks. This podcast is produced by Shola Alegi for BBC Studios.